Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Love it. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Please welcome. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Nick Nurse was introduced. Do you want James Harden back? James Harden's a great player. I didn't answer the question. Tom Cruise, like, did you order the code red? Did you order? (laughs) You can handle The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Kirk Morrison. Earlier on the show, veteran NBA reporter Howard Beck. Still to come, NHL analyst Pierre Maguire. Sirius XM MLB Network radio analyst Scott Miller. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Kirk Morrison. Yes, indeed. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Morrison here filling in for Rich. Happy graduation, by the way, Cooper. Uh, that's where Rich is at today, being the uh, awesome dad that he, uh, that he is. So congrats to Cooper as well. Always here with the guys, Del Tufo, Brockman, TJ. Hour number one was really NBA heavy, which had to be coming off the NBA finals last night. And I always make sure I stress that. I make sure that I stress that because I did learn this a very long time ago, guys, What's that it that? is the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. and it's also the Stanley Cup final. It is not a final. plural. Yeah, it's yeah. final. No S. No oh, possessive I, or plural. It, it is the Stanley Cup final between the uh, Florida Panthers and the uh, Las Vegas Knights, by the way. So I always like to stress that because we were talking a lot of NBA finals in segment number or hour number one. As we get into hour number two, there's always NBA news that sort of floats around. We're focused on, obviously, the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. And sometimes you don't want to talk about things that may overshadow the NBA finals. Like Adam Silver talking about, hey, we got a suspension for John Morant, but we'll let you know when the series over. <laughs> like that to me is kind of like, okay, so now we're waiting when the NBA finals are over. We'll learn the fate of John Morant. But then... When there's a story, when there's a report that comes out that Kyrie Irving, who's a free agent, (laughs) again, a free agent decides that, you know what? I'm going to reach out to LeBron James and say, hey, LeBron, (laughs) would you like to um, team up with me in Dallas? Which would give (laughs) Dallas a big three of Luka, Kyrie and LeBron and the actual tweet is sources. Kyrie Irving has reached out to Lakers star LeBron James and attempts to see if James would come to Dallas. Irving is a free agent this offseason. So 
which honestly, does that explain a lot? Meaning that I talked earlier in the first hour about what do I notice when I watch NBA games or NBA playoffs? Like I'm always looking at who's in the crowd, who's there. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving, he was at some Laker games. He was sitting courtside. Was he there just as an NBA fan? Or was he trying to just be noticed by LeBron? Say, hey, I'm still here for you. Let's bring the gang all back together. Right? Because Kevin Love is also going to be afraid. You may be able to bring back the whole Cleveland Cavaliers. 3-1 squad that beat down my Warriors. So I don't want to hear about. But when I see reports like this, like to me is really like it will LeBron even consider that because now LeBron has to have a rebuttal. Like I would never do that. I'm still under contract with the Lakers. I like it's, it's so, I just don't see it happening because what about Luca? Is it, are you saying I, I can't win with Luca? If you decide to go back to Dallas, what is Kyrie Irving saying? Yes, this is going to make the news rounds as we only have look today's Sunday or Monday. I'm sorry. The NBA game game two of the NBA finals was on Sunday. So we have like this two or three days in between games to where stuff like this tends to starts to blow up a little bit, right? Cause we've already analyzed the game already. We've already talked about they nuggets. They lost the game and Eric Spolster and the heat. They've already done what they're supposed to do. They've won taken over home court now. So what does the NBA news? Oh, here's Kyrie dropping a bomb on. Hey, I want LeBron to play with me. Like, is that not news newsy? Is that not gossipy? Like, what is that, Rock? But I'm trying to figure out. Well, why does that come out if today? You, if you look back, well, well, well. <laughs> it's interesting. So, I have a few thoughts. Do you oh. think it reeks of desperation by Kyrie? First off, um, desperation. A little bit. Um, but but where does he go? I don't know. It also, also, if you look at the, all the big Nets news from the last couple of years, was broke <laughs> by whom? Was broke by Shams, right? Uh. Shams is a mouthpiece for Kyrie Irving. Oh wow! It's kind of been obvious, right? Oh. There was a there was a nice puff piece about Kyrie, mm. you know, earlier in the year. Anything that's broken out of Brooklyn the last couple of years has been by been by is it Shams or Shams? I always I always get it wrong. Uh, Shams, Shams. Uh, yeah, Shams has been yeah. broken by Shams, and that's because Kyrie or his team is just giving him the information. Mm. So it's not surprising that Shams is the one to break this today, that Kyrie is reaching out <laughs> to LeBron. I, I just think it's kind of funny. He's a, he's, it is. A, he's a free agent, but he's recruiting him to a spot that he got <laughs> traded to, but that he's not under contract for. Uh, you can go all crazy tinfoil hat conspiracy if you want. It, is Luca telling Kyrie to leak this information to Shams to get that out? Also, let's be honest. Yeah. Dallas with a big three of Kyrie and Luka is probably LeBron's best chance to win another title? Possibly, yeah. I think so. Like, that's a really good team in the West, I think. But who's the alpha, though? Who wants? Who gets the ball in the last seconds of a game, right? Is it still... Well, look, LeBron is transitioning to... I don't know how many years he has left, but he's right. going to be at a different phase of his career, so... Let Luca bring the ball up. Let LeBron play the four, the five, like a stretch four, stretch five, and Kyrie can play the two. <laughs> Kyrie was willing to let James Harden play point guard in Brooklyn, so he's right. obviously willing to 
to be the second banana there. Chris, I, I don't know if you remember this, but like two months ago we were talking and I said LeBron's best bet because he loves Luka and he loves Kyrie is Dallas. I said that to you, but I honestly, Kirk, I said it in jest right. just because I knew he loved Luka and I knew he loved Kyrie. So I was just like, <laughs> yeah, Dallas is his place. But now I, my question is this, is this a soundbite or is this just something we read? Do we actually hear how Kyrie said this? Was this just like, yeah, I'd love to have LeBron come. Or yeah, was it no, like, no, this I'm is, calling no, 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 and going, hey, it's I reported. LeBron it's a re- to come no, here. Shams is reporting this. He's reporting this. Which means this it's different. coming from Kyrie's camp. So I think it's a real thing. So it wasn't just he, something he said, like a flip it. Like, yeah, I'd love for LeBron to come here. Like on a podcast or something? Yeah, just, no, I don't think so. Okay. Because yeah. now, you know, we always have to take it into consideration, you know, yeah. how it was said, Tone. the circumstances. Yeah. You know, if this is a report that's coming out, like Kyrie Irving has said that he wants LeBron James to join the Dallas Mavericks. That's one thing. If Kyrie's just sitting around chopping it up, and he's like, yeah, I'd love to have LeBron come down here. I, I think that's a, another, that's kind of yeah. a different thing. I don't think that's what it is. I, this, I think this is Sham saying, I mean, just read the tweet as it is, has reached out to LeBron to see if he'll come to Dallas. Wow, okay. So. Which will be, would it be insane? Would it be great for the NBA? Absolutely. It'd be great, great for, the for the NBA. NBA. Oh, awesome. are you kidding me? <laughs> Uh, Dallas Mavericks would be in prime time every well, game. Sometimes now, now Texas would become the NBA capital of the world. Yeah, right? with Victor Wimbanyama. With that big three. Now Crown Vic at, at, at San Antonio. And if James Harden goes back to Houston with Ime Udoka now as their head coach. Yeah, the Texas, what is it, the Texas Triangle? Whenever all, all the teams have uh, to play through there. It'd be unbelievable. The Now the only thing is... It won't happen. <laughs> That's the only bad part. Like it just won't happen. You're you know? throwing water on this. It's I'm a- throwing water on this. Have to. And the main reason is because, let's be honest, what LeBron has built in Los Angeles over the last three to four seasons, it's bigger than just basketball. Yeah. Right. Obviously, Bronny, Bronny James, right? LeBron's oldest son has decided to go to USC. You mean LeBron is going to go to Dallas and not and miss out on watching Bronny James play over at the Galen Center at USC? No, there's a reason why. LeBron can stay here in Los Angeles and continue to watch his son play basketball. Oh, no. by the way, his other son. Yeah, Bryce. Who I think is going to be the one. He, who actually looks much I think better Bryce than, is going to be the one. Than Bronny, who, who actually is taller, by the way. Yeah. I don't know how to, he's still got two more he years shot ago. Shot up. He is now transferred high schools. He's no longer going to Sierra Canyon. He'll be going to a different high school, Campbell Hall. LeBron, I know Kyrie is wishful thinking, but it ain't going to (laughs) happen. But just to have the guts to reach out to see, hey, LeBron, would you? I think this is all a ploy by Kyrie that he's got a little. Keep his name in the news. That he's got a little pull. But the only thing is, from what I've noticed, what I can analyze and say, your parents always ask you, right, when we leave for vacation or we leave the house to you, make sure that when we come back, it's better than how we left it, right? When we leave, just make sure the house is the way that we left it. Left it. Every time Kyrie Irving comes into the house, it ain't never the same when, it come, when you come back. When Kyrie enters the house, it is never the same. Furniture's missing. Something's broken. This relationship is broken. Teams who, you know, get in trouble. 
Dallas got in trouble for tanking. The Dallas Mavericks traded for Kyrie Irving and at the same time got in trouble for tanking. <laughs> like, think about that. <laughs> think about that. Yeah. Like, they went from being, oh, my God, this is a team that can contend for the NBA Finals, can win the NBA championship. And then at the same breath, at the end of the day, they were getting in trouble for tanking. The house is never the same when Kyrie Irving enters it, whether it's in Brooklyn, right? Whether it's in Boston, it just doesn't seem to always fit, doesn't seem to work. And that's unfortunate. So if I'm LeBron, do I want to be a part of that? Or I just say, hey, man, appreciate it. Appreciate the invite. You know, it's one of those invites that you get that you can't wait to say no, but you want to, you just want to make sure that I literally said this to a friend last night It's like, I'm not going to go to the party, but I want to be invited to right. the party. You don't want to go. <laughs> hey, no, man, appreciate that, man. And you know what? I thought about it and you got to come up with your most sincere apology yeah. to like, won't be able to make it, man, yeah. but appreciate Savannah, the invite. Sick. <laughs> you, you know. He ain't going nowhere. But hey, could you imagine this story, guys? Let's just say that Bronny had committed to, I don't know, SMU. Then we, may, <laughs> <laughs> then we would have a story right now. Well, you could have said UT. UT. You go to UT. I mean, University of Texas is not too far away. Man. Yeah, that would have been that would have been the one. Had he went there, you'd have been like, ah, okay. Okay. That would have been the one. So that was the uh, the newsworthy <laughs> drop of wow. the day that I had too. But uh, you know, this weekend something got lost. Your wallet? Too. Oh. No, not lost. I mean, not my wallet. Nah. I mean, who really carries a wallet anymore? Let's be honest. Now with like Apple Pay, everything's on my phone. Well, like Del Tufo, <laughs> Del Tufo has a Costanza wallet still. Yeah, yeah that's that's, that's a mercy. This is that's the low. secrets of the world in here. What do you have in that thing, by the way? Everything. That's like Why? A, that's like a brick phone right there. Like, what is that? You, you have your birth certificate in there? <laughs> I probably do. <laughs> that is I do have a passport card in there. I got everything. If I got to go, I'm out. wallet is, Kurt. This is my life. If I go, I'm going. Like well, with everything, you start walking. Oh, you're all good. Like when I, I get there, you got you just yeah. I got enough credit. Look at his wallet. He's got everything. You got credit go. cards. Wow. You got baby pictures. Oh, I love no it. Pictures. He's got his fifth grade report card yeah. in that joint. Yeah, it was all left. That's a lot. That's a lot. So look, I mentioned earlier we have NBA finals going on. We also have the Stanley Cup final, and it's interesting to see how are we taking this Stanley Cup final. We don't talk hockey much, but. When you get uh, Pierre Maguire available, you got to reach out to him because I want to understand more about this Stanley Cup final this year. Because you've got the Florida Panthers, another team from South Florida putting in work like the Miami Heat. And then you have the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Now, if I would have told you before that, that Las Vegas is now turning to a sports town, you would have laughed at me. Crazy sports town. Five, six years ago, like... I would say 10 years ago, if I ever told you that Las Vegas would now be must-see, must-go, it is going to be a sports town to rival anyone, look at it, man. I mean, I'm a big fan of the Aces, watching what they've done. They've already won a championship. This is the second Stanley Cup final appearance for the Vegas Golden Knights. As heartbreaking as it may be, I think the Major League Baseball, uh, the Board of Approval, well, take my homegrown Oakland Athletics at some point to Las Vegas. And we already know about the Las Vegas Raiders, formerly of the Oakland Raiders, Raiders. which I was drafted. But yet, Las Vegas is now a sports town. 
and game one was rocking, but I want to get Pierre Maguire's take on what are we seeing now with this shift in hockey? This ain't the original six no more. This is the new guys, the young bloods. We'll have Pierre Maguire break it all down for us. Coming up next here on the Rich Eisen Show with Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Larry David, you are now the new commissioner of the National Football Really? League. Yes, congratulations. Are you kidding? There you go. Congratulations. This is a dream, okay? <laughs> I quit Curb Your Enthusiasm in a second if this is true. Okay. Okay. What do you do first as the commissioner of the National Football League, Larry David? Number one, mm -hmm. and I really don't care if people like it or not, mm -hmm. I'm losing the goalpost. <laughs> what? <laughs> why, why are there goalposts? Okay. Why why are kickers, mm -hmm. okay, who have, they don't have football skills. They, they're not football players. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're wonderful people, mm -hmm. but they're not football players. Why why, have, why are they kicking a ball through goalposts to decide games? <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense at all. It's a, first of all, goalposts are a relic from the old English rugby, I think. Okay. You know, when they used to actually run and, and kick a ball through goalposts, but they don't do that in the NFL. There's no need for goalposts. What? Wouldn't the game be better without them? Think about it. Why not just have leaping frogs to decide games? Have a see if a, see if a frog can leap through a, a, a little goalpost that you set up, okay, on the floor. And if the go, if the frog can leap through the goalpost. Then, then do that. What? Why kick it through a goalpost? Well, it's not called leaping frog ball. It's yeah. called 
football. So yes, you're saying I, take the feet out of footballs? Is that what you're saying, Larry? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Why feet are deciding games and they shouldn't. Why should one player, mm-hmm. one player with this skill, like the guy on the Ravens, mm-hmm. Justin well, Tucker, yeah. Why should this one player who does nothing but kick a ball mm-hmm. be deciding games when you have 52 other players mm-hmm. who are actually playing mm-hmm. and this one person, this 53rd person, mm-hmm. is deciding games? It, it makes no sense whatsoever. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. The Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. You click on Granger. That's right. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. You know that the uh, Stanley Cup final it started this past weekend. Game number one was Saturday. Uh, the Las Vegas Knights, yes, the Las Vegas Knights defeated the Florida Panthers 5-2. to two. Someone who can help me break it down. One of the great voices and a great analyst of the NHL, Pierre Maguire, joining the Rich Eisen show. And Pierre, it was five to two, but I just want to understand the electricity and how Las Vegas has brought this new life energy to the National Hockey League that it looks so much fun to be in that arena. What did you see from game number one? Well, first, Kirk, it's really nice visiting you. Secondly, you're spot on about Vegas. It's an amazing sports town, but what it truly is is an outstanding hockey city. It mm-hmm. really is. It's amazing. Um, I remember calling the first ever game there against the Arizona Coyotes. I remember clear as day when they had the uh, they hosted the NHL awards, and then right after they had the expansion draft and just the party, the expansion party afterwards was just phenomenal. Um, it's well-owned by the Foley family. Bill Foley's a tremendous owner. It's really well presided over by George McPhee. Their general manager uh, is just, you know, phenomenally off the charts. Their coaching staff is elite, led by Bruce Cassidy. Um, you know, I, I should have said Kelly McCrimmon's name, by the way, their general manager. Uh, I just take it for granted people know it, but I'll mention his name. And they've got star players, and what they have is a creative environment. Mm. It's so much fun, Kurt, for people to be at the game. It, it is, it is truly a novel sports organization. It's something that a lot of teams and a lot of different leagues should follow and copy. You know, I agree with that, Pierre, only because having been to a bunch of Raider games in Las Vegas. It's not about necessarily the action on the court or on the field or on the ice. They turn it into an actual show in between where you feel like you're at a Las Vegas show. But, oh, by the way, we actually get a game right in front of us. And it just so happens that the actual team is pretty good in the Vegas Knights. Them being in the finals, this is their second appearance already. But are you still shocked at how quickly this thing has kind of come together for the Vegas Knights? I'm not. Uh, I broadcast the first final they played. They obviously lost to the Washington Capitals, and right. a great Capitals team led by their former coach Barry Trotz and Alexander Ovechkin and, and Braden Holpe and goal. I mean, it really was a great Capitals team. But what I'm not surprised by is the professionalism of the organization. I touched on ownership matters a lot, as you yeah. know, from being a professional athlete for a bunch of different organizations. And you know, I, I coached in a bunch of organizations, and I was part of one as a player for a short time. And, and ownership matters a ton. And they have phenomenal ownership in Vegas. They've got a mandate to win from Mr. Foley. 
and the people that he empowers to win, uh, they do it. And they go out, and they're not afraid to make deals, Kirk. They're not afraid to go out and uh, draft players that maybe other teams don't think are very good, and, and eventually those players end up being pretty good. They sign a kid like Zach Whitecloud out of Bemidji State, who other professional teams could have signed, and nobody wanted him. In fact, one NHL team had him in a development camp and released him. And now he's you know become a very important part of their organization. So they've got a keen eye for talent. They're really well owned. They're uh, really well owned. They're really well presided over, and they're really well managed and coached. He's an NHL analyst. He's Pierre Maguire. The YouTube show NHL Stanley Cup Central. You can find him on there as well. But what happened in that third period? I mean, this thing's tied up two to two. Game one. I'm like, well, here we go. We're going possibly overtime, and then it was just the Vegas Knights pulling away, scoring three goals um, in that third period. What happened for the Knights to take over? I think fatigue, Vegas is able to roll four lines, and their fourth line is really a big, heavy, physical group, and they lean on you, whether it's Nicholas Waugh, whether it's uh, Colasar, um, they just have a way of, of wearing you down. Uh, Will Carey is another part of that line, and I don't think Florida could really handle the four-line pressure in the forecheck, so it wore out in the third period. I talked about Zach Whitecloud before, Kirk, he scored a huge goal. Uh, to start the third period. And then Mark Stone, who had seven shots on goal, uh, made a brilliant play to put them ahead uh, by a couple. And then Riley Smith scored into an empty net. So, you know, you look at it, um, I just think the pressure of the four-check game from Vegas, the four-line depth, and the ability to just frustrate Florida, I think, really cost Florida game one. And if, if Vegas can do that again tonight, it puts Florida in a tough spot. You know, in, in the NHL, Kirk, you're never in trouble till you lose a game on home ice. So right. even if Florida were to lose tonight, I don't think they're in major trouble, but I think they're starting to feel some concern. Yeah, I remember, yeah, obviously, in, in the first round, them beating up on the, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say it too loud, the Boston Bruins. And I know that <laughs> Brockman doesn't want to hear that from me as well. But there is this sort of sense that, possibly Cinderella's carriage turning into a pumpkin, right? It has the magic maybe worn out when it comes to the Florida Panthers and how they just got into the playoffs and then how they've played and all of a sudden they get to the finals and could that magic be running out as they are now at the big stage? Um, I don't. I still think there's a little bit of, of fuel left in the magic uh, that are the Florida Panthers. You know, the one thing that's really interesting about their team um, they've obviously got one player in particular, Matthew Kachuk, sure, yeah. who can really help change a game, uh, not just with his physicality and his skill, but also with his, his passion for the game, the way he speaks, the way he tries to intimidate the opposition. And they've got another player like that, Sam Bennett. So they've got a lot of energy there. The truth is about the Florida Panthers, and I don't know how much has been talked about over the course of the playoff, but they've basically been in the playoffs since the middle of February. I yeah. mean, had it not been for a, huge uncharacteristic meltdown by the Pittsburgh Penguins in the last week of the season when they lost to two non-playoff games with Chicago and Columbus beating Pittsburgh both. Um, you know, that's what cost Pittsburgh the playoffs. Had those two teams not upset the Penguins, the Penguins would be in the playoffs, and we wouldn't even know the story about the Florida Panthers. So the fact they've been in the playoffs for so long, I think Kurt speaks a lot to um, – how battle-ready they are, and I think that's going to help them in this series. I don't know if they'll win the series, but I think it will help them extend the series and make it tight. You know, Pierre, what does this year's Stanley Cup final represent for you in terms of, for me, I'm looking at 
if you're a hockey purist, you always think of the original six, right? You think of the, the Blue Bloods that have been around for so long, but you see the success of the Vegas Knights. You see the success of the even the Seattle Kraken, you know, teams that have just kind of come about over the last five to ten years, and yet they've had more success, it seems like, than teams that have been doing it for so long. Why is that? What, what is this new brand of hockey that seems to be a little more exciting, but it's a lot of new fresh blood? Well, I think the fresh blood is great, number one, and expansion in the key markets with good owners. I like to think about Tampa. Right. Until this year, they've been in the finals three years in a row. Um, brilliant. And I talked about ownership before. Jeffrey Vinnick, he's not just a great owner in the National Hockey League. He might be the best owner in all of professional sports. He's just a phenomenal owner. He's a tremendous human being. He employs really competent people, um, and, and he's not afraid to enhance the, the viewing opportunity for his fan base. Uh, down in Tampa. I, I use that as an example. You look at the ownership. We talk again about Seattle. Right. Um, brilliant ownership. Uh, tremendous management team led by Ronnie Francis. Um, I'm not surprised by what they're doing in Seattle. It's an outstanding hockey market. So Commissioner Bettman, our, our commissioner of the National Hockey League, has done a really good job identifying really important partners to join the league as as owners, and it makes a big difference. It really makes a big difference. So I, I think there's a lot that goes into it. Um, I've been in the league over 30 years, almost 34 years now, and uh, I've seen it change significantly. And a lot of it's because of what Commissioner Bettman has done in terms of his, his vision for the growth of the league long term. He's an NHL analyst. You can find him on the YouTube show, NHL Stanley Cup Central. Pierre Maguire joining the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Morrison here filling in for Rich. The stage is all set for tonight. Game number two between the Panthers and the Knights. What should we expect? What should the adjustments be? What should I be focused on tonight, Pierre? Florida's got to play with a lot more discipline. They can't be taking needless penalties. Um, they can't make it an easy game for Vegas. Vegas had seven power plays in, in game number one. They scored twice in seven opportunities. Um, Vegas played really disciplined. They only took three penalties. I think if they take three penalties per game, it's going to be a hard series for Florida to win especially if Florida takes more than three, and they took seven in game one. So that's something to watch for, discipline. Uh, Chuck Bennett and Cousins, that's the top line for Florida. They're going to have to really get going offensively. They had a really tough game one. So if they're not going offensively, that's a problem for Florida. Um, and I think the biggest thing for, for Florida is they've got to get their cycle game going. They've got to spend more time in the Vegas zone than they spend in their own zone. The other night it was the other way around. Vegas spent more time in the Florida zone than they did in their own zone. So that's something to watch for. Um, but I would say that the biggest thing is just discipline. And, Kirk, you know from all your years of playing football, whether it was at San Diego State or, you know, your stops in the National Football League, the teams that are really disciplined usually, not always, but usually they have give themselves a better chance to win. Well, i got to leave you with this last one, Pierre. Is home ice really a thing? You mentioned earlier possibly not, not in a bad situation that Florida's in. But because of the way that these atmosphere or the atmosphere is in Vegas, is it a real thing that is a must that Florida has to win tonight? No. Um, home ice used to matter a lot more when we had different sized rinks. Now all the rinks are cookie cutter. <laughs> They're 200 by 85 in every single rink. Back in the day when I was coaching or playing, you know, you had the odd in Buffalo, which was a you know a house of horrors unless you were a physical team. The stadium in Chicago where I was fortunate enough to be part of a Stanley Cup winning team with the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, you look you look at the old form in Montreal, Maple Leaf Gardens, um, <laughs> the Coliseum, Quebec, 
the, the Olympia in Detroit. I mean, mm. they were all different. All the sizes of the buildings were different, so it was really you did have a home ice advantage. Now they're all cookie cutters. So if you can get through the first 10 minutes, Kirk, you got a chance to win. And, and so that's where home ice kind of gets negated. The first 10 minutes, the home team better show up. If they don't, then the visitors got a real good chance to win. See, Pierre, you sound a lot like the uh, NBA finals that are going on right now. You know a lot in the first 10 minutes, so that's what I'll be focused on tonight, Pierre. Okay. Appreciate the time, my man. Oh, it's great visiting. And by the way, just a little San Diego State shout-out. Uh, a former teammate of mine, John Rice, his, his son, plays football, did play football at San Diego State. He's playing the USFL right now for Memphis. His name is Kyrie Woods, and I'm yeah. a huge fan, so I, I know Kyrie's probably listening to you right now. I just want to say hi to Kyrie and all the – Great San Diego State Aztecs that are out there. Oh, man, appreciate that. Kyrie as well. What's up, brother? Always go Aztecs. Aztecs for life. Appreciate it, Pierre. I'll be watching tonight, man. See you on your coverage on the YouTube show, NHL Stanley Cup Central. Thanks, Kirk. Really nice visiting you. Take care. All right, appreciate it. That's Pierre McGuire, NHL analyst. Give him some love to the uh, USFL. You, you see how as soon as I said US, he said USFL, Del Tufo stood up. Oh, what, what, like, oh my God, what, what USFL? Wait, wait. <laughs> I actually did the Memphis game. Fox, I'm mixing it. Oh my God. <laughs> Sounds good. I know oh, the name. Man. I actually know the name. <laughs> oh, that is fun, man. That is fun. But yeah, I mean, new coverage for hockey. I mean, I don't know how much people get into um, the Stanley Cup final, especially when it's not your team. I know, you know, when it comes to hockey, when it's your team, you focus in a lot. You focus in on who your team is, your player. But when you do have this sort of fresh new blood, I've seen the Vegas game. I haven't been to a Knights game. That's yeah, one of the things I got to get. So bad. Yeah, I got to scratch that one off the bucket list. But the atmosphere, you can feel it coming off the television. You go, I'm like, wow, that looks fun, right? And it's only been around for like six seasons. It, is like, it has not been there for, you know, some of the older, the original six teams of the National Hockey League. And it always gets me thinking, like, will a Canadian team or a team in Canada ever win the Stanley Cup again? It's just, it's just how difficult – Edmonton, Toronto, Montreal, like it's Saskatchewan, Calgary. I'm just looking around. It's it's gonna be tough, man. Winnipeg. I mean, <laughs> I don't yeah, think it's, it's gonna happen again, brother. It's yeah. yeah I know. I don't know. It's one of those things that you'd like to see it. It's kind of like the Cubs winning the World Series, Cleveland getting back ah. there, Boston. Um, what's who's the Super Bowl team? That uh, I mean, even just if, imagine if the Browns make the Super Bowl. It would be incredible. Mm-hmm. But Toronto, you're just pulling for them. It's been what seventy years or yeah, something I since actually the last time they won them. a cup. Like, yes. like, let's go! Come on! I'm actually pulling for them. The Canadians I, were the last uh, Canadian team to win, right? Montreal, Montreal in what ninety? Was it ninety three? Yeah, around there. Around, yes. Yeah, yeah, they beat the Kings. They beat so. the Kings. Wow. They beat a team in L. A. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's crazy. like it's the, it's the battle of the battles, right? It's Tim Hortons versus Starbucks. Tim Hortons <laughs> is never going to take over Starbucks. I'm just saying that's what the battle is. Until a Canadian team wins, Starbucks is still going to reign supreme when yeah. it comes to uh, coffee. But I know we were talking Las Vegas. We were talking the Knights. But there also is some trouble in Vegas. Or could there be trouble in Vegas? Could someone not be retired? Could he stay retired? Or is he just going to go to theme parks? Come I'll on, tell you on, more Kirk. about let's, let's that go, baby. coming up next <laughs> here on the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Morrison, fill it in for Rich. <laughs>
Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed what goes through your mind when you hear everybody wants one of you? You know, it's flattering and humbling, Rich, but it's a result of the success we've had as a team. And, you know, it's nice. just like, you know, but, it, but it, you know what, though? It is true, though. Like, we got great coaches on our staff. We got good players. It's a, it's a great reflection of our organization and what we've done. And, and I think, um, you know, that's the biggest thing. And to see guys that we've worked with over the last couple of years get opportunities mm-hmm. with Matt and with Zach Taylor, you know, they're deserving of it because of what they've done on their own merit. And when they go in and compete for jobs, people say, man, we can see this guy leading our organization. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing those guys thrive. Have you told Kingsbury that he has a job because of you, too? No, sure. that's the that. – Cliff got his deal on his own. Okay, no, I'm sure he did. I mean, you had – you you know, you were, you, were, you were knocking on his door, too, to join your staff. I know that. So you – Well, and I know he, you, when you, he was – You pantsed him, according to – I got told, him good, didn't you, I? Yeah, you, that was I pretty good. you told that to Schefter that you – I did. You totally – what did you do to him? Well, uh, basically, you know, we uh, – he, he obviously has a – pre-existing relationship with with Patrick Mahomes he was out here doing some things and Cliff was was having dinner with him and a group of people and we have a mutual friend and I, I tricked him into thinking that you know he was tampering and that he was gonna lose some picks it was uh, <laughs> That's what you changed somebody's somebody's name yeah. in your phone to Roger Goodell I did, did? Uh, our mutual friend he uh <laughs> So yeah, I couldn't let this, couldn't let this funny, go on man. too long. So our mutual friend, a uh, guy named Chaz Gessner, we put, yeah. I put his uh, number in my phone as Roger Goodell <laughs> and had him send me a text that said, you know, hey, this is tampering. You know better than this. You guys are both, you know, and, and I showed it to Kingsbury and I said, you know, Mr. Goodell, he never texted me. I said, you better call Steve Kahn right now. <laughs> and his face... 
He was like, I, he said, I thought I was going to throw up. He's like, that's wrong. I mean, I couldn't let it go on for more than 30 seconds. Yeah, it. it was, uh, it was a good but a bad joke, man. I mean, he's like, you ruined dinner, man. Oh, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich. We've got through a little hockey. We've got through, obviously, the NBA finals. But you know what? We've got to talk NFL. Even though gotcha. it's the down period right. of the National Football League, there's still stories that are lingering. We always wanted to know what was the story that was going to keep on going. But you know what? That's why I was excited about Lamar Jackson getting his deal. Well, actually, remember, he signed the deal the last time I was on the show, by the way. Remember, Lamar Jackson got his deal done. So I think maybe I had some good luck to have for that. <laughs> Should break um, you off some? Yeah, just give me a little bit, man. I mean, I know you, you got it. You're your own agent. Go ahead, Lamar Jackson. But the storylines or the the lingering stories that are now affecting the National Football League, even in this downtime, because we reached out to a number of NFL writers, and, and everybody's on vacation. Like, I couldn't get an NBA, I mean, sorry, an NFL guy to come on. Like, yeah, I'm on vacation. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, call me when, the, when some big news breaks because there isn't much news because everybody's getting ready, right? You're getting the final days of OTAs, the final days, the mandatory mini camps is really the next time we'll hear maybe some stories come out because for guys who don't show up to the mandatory mini camp, we know what that means. Like, they mean business. I need a new contract. They're making a statement. And, you know, that's where the big news comes out. But the biggest news over the last couple of weeks has been Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, who recently had surgery right after his introductory press, introductory press conference with the Las Vegas Raiders and has really, and for me, I shouldn't, but I do love looking at the message boards. I love looking at the... Uh, the fan, the fandom of a team, especially when it comes to the Raiders. And there is this notion that Jimmy Garoppolo, from the team, he is going to be fine. He'll be okay. He's on pace. He's hitting his marks. He'll be ready to go for training camp, possibly, and be ready to go as the week one starter for the Las Vegas Raiders. But yet there is still a guy that is out there. Now, he is retired, and I will throw up the air quotes, but I haven't seen the paperwork. I haven't seen it truly be until week one. Tom Brady is not retired. <laughs> and I know people are like, it won't happen. It can't happen. But, man, you look at some message boards, there's still a possibility. There are still some fans who believe. Now, I don't believe this at all. I don't think, I think Tom Brady is done. What? Tom Brady is living his best life right now. I mean, the dude is going to uh, amusement parks. He's going to Disneyland. Uh, oh, you went to Disneyland this past weekend. Uh, the Tower of Terror is uh, is mad chill, Dad. <laughs> is that what Vivi said to Tom? That's what she did. Uh, first of all, if you've never been on a Tower no, of Terror, Tower is crazy. that is not a chill ride. No, no, it's not. Wait, what is it? Describe it. I'm not a Disney okay. rides person. So, Took my kids, right? Crazy. And I just thought Tower of Terror is like, you're going to go in. You know, you'll probably, it's a, a ride in which you're going to be like, you know, maybe in one of those cars and you're moving around. And, uh, and they're just trying to scare Almost like, like yeah, a nightmare house. Okay. So I'm in the line and I'm kind of noticing 
Uh, wait, what? Wait, what is this? Because you're in that big building that goes straight up. It's a, it's a building. You get on the ride, and they, you know, you're locked in. I remember I had my daughter with me, and she, you know, we we're just we we had no idea. Next thing you know, you're in it, and it, it goes, and it immediately, I think it was shoots you straight up into the sky, and it literally is a bouncing up and down. I had no idea. <laughs> and you like go to like these different floors and each floor, the uh, elevator raises up and you're like, what is going on? It was too much. So the Tom <laughs> Brady face, I understand. I live that. Because if you have never been on it before, you have to be prepped. I wasn't prepped for that. And literally, yes, my stomach was all the way up near my eyeballs. That's just how crazy of a drop that it was. But getting back to Tom Brady, that is, there's always going to be the possibility that Tom Brady can say, you know what? I still got a little left in me. I still got a little left in me. I want to play quarterback again. Now, people say, oh, he's done. I get it. But I remember the hardest part as a retired player, the hardest part is that first Sunday. That first Sunday in the National Football League. And you're not out there. It's one thing if you're injured, it's like, oh, I could be out there, but I'm injured. But when you know you're done, you're done, done, you look out there, you're like, wow, I miss it. Because right now there's nothing that you are missing truly, right? How many yeah, guys it's the show same up? as every offseason. It's OTAs. It's, you're not missing anything. Right. Even training camp can start. I mean, we've seen like Brett Favre and guys come in and just pick it right up and play right away come week one. So until week one actually gets here, Tom Brady, technically to me, he's not retired. <laughs> until week one, till that first sound. Until week one or, or, or like week eight? Uh, like, see, don't you feel you, like... You're moving a goalpost. Well, don't you feel like, hey, Tua gets, Tua gets hurt, Dolphins call Tom. Whoever is playing quarterback for the Raiders. Like, what if they Jimmy G's foot is bad and they cut him right. and they trade for Trey Lance? and then he gets injured in week five. They're not calling Tom Brady? They or Josh? Josh McDaniels. They're going to roll number. out Jared Stidham for real to just get whacked by every other oh, team? In no, the... remember Stidham's gone. Remember, that was the Sean Payton mastermind. Brian Hoyer? They're going to bring out they're gonna <laughs> Ron Hoyer? No chance. Hey, this no what cup? we discussed last week when Rich interviewed Tom. Like, essentially, he couldn't eat if he buys into this team he can't but it hasn't been approved yet come back and play he right? can buy into the team whenever he feels like it yeah it hasn't been approved well, yet. i'm saying if he buys into the team then he can't come back he can it, he can. it, it only has to, to be get... approved by 24 owners and you think the owners and as as florio has pointed out tom brady is good for business <laughs> that's the number one thing i was saying like I know, there's I so many hoops. No, no chance. This is being put to bed until next year. Yeah, it won't be put into bed until the actual season starts, or the season is almost is over. Because to your point, Brockman, which is, I think is a great point, if something happens and we've seen crazier things in the National Football League, you need a quarterback. You need someone to save your season. Think about it. If Russell Wilson t- gets hurt, come on, you don't man. think Sean Payton's calling Tom Brady? <laughs> to save Tom your season. Sean Payton was oh. going to be the Dolphins coach with Tom Brady as quarterback until Brian Flores sued the league. You can rent a quarterback <laughs> for half a season for your Super Bowl team that you think we can compete. We can win right now. I'm backing up the brink. Tom, whatever you need, just give us eight games, nine games, t- whatever it may be. 
that's what could possibly happen. And that's the only thing that I'm holding on to. But I would love it just for the, like you said, the NFL business side of it. Tom Brady returns? Like, that'll be amazing. I plead the fifth. <laughs> what if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt? You don't think the Jets are calling Tom Brady? The Jets call anybody. He may not take the call, but they have to call him. Oh, guys, it's over. They have a Super Bowl team. You, TJ. Everybody's going to make the call. It's I mean, we're going to do this until he's 58? Yeah, he's, it's over. Like, it's over. Yeah, yeah the dude was 45 last year and set two NFL records. It's over I get now. it. That's fine. He can still play. It's rearview mirror. It's not rearview mirror. And I, I forgot where I had it at. It was just going through my he's youth. Done. And I forgot where I, I had this, this, this picture of all of the quarterbacks that are now, like, gone. Like, from yesterday. Like, Drew Brees is now gone. Peyton Manning. Okay, Matt Ryan. Uh, ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Eli. Eli Manning. Yeah, Donovan McNabb. Oh. Michael Vick. Like yeah. the whole era of quarterbacks in which not only I played with or watched as I was entering the National Football League, the only one that's truly left for me is Aaron Rodgers. He was my draft classmate in 2005. Wow. How long have you been retired? Uh, Nine years now. (laughs) And he's still going. Wow. But I also saw something the other day that the outside of Aaron Rodgers, think about the oldest quarterbacks in the National Football League is like Russell Wilson. And I I still think of Russell Wilson as just getting to the National Football League in some senses. But you think about everybody else. Josh Allen's still fairly young. Like, I saw uh, Patrick Mahomes tweeted about it the other day. They were showing, like, the ages of the quarterbacks in the uh, AFC. In the AFC. And he's like, seven years. Like, yeah, you, you, seven years is going by pretty quickly. The next thing you know, he, he'll be at year 10. Yep. And there's this new crop of quarterbacks. Yep. And you see the rookies that are in there. And then look at the NFC. The NFC, the oldest quarterback or the, the longest tenured quarterback with one team right now. Is Dak Prescott. Can you believe that, TJ? I do believe that. Wow. In the National Football League, wow. the quarterback that's been with one team the longest currently is Dak Prescott. And it was like just yesterday he was the fourth rounder who was behind Kellen Moore and Tony Romo. And now Tony Romo's in the booth. Kellen Moore is the offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Chargers. And Dak Prescott is still still kicking. You know who's second on that list in the NFC? Second on that list in the NFC. Don't tell me. Long longest tenured is it quarterback? No, no, no. Do not tell who's me. Second. If Dak is first. This guy if is Dak second. is first. Is it? Is it? No, 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 no. Don't tell me. Don't well, tell I'm me. I'm not telling you. I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, that's easy. My has my name. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Oh yeah. Think, I mean, it is crazy that because run down the list. Yeah. Eagles. Hurts. This will be his third, fourth third, year. Fourth, fourth year, year but. Yeah. Third is starter. Third is a starter. Fourth year. Yep. Uh, the Giants, Daniel Jones, I guess, is on that list as well. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking Daniel. So when did he Fourth take year? over as a starter? Uh, after 19, 20, something like yeah. that, right? But this is so his he's got fifth, fifth year. Though. This is his fifth year, yeah, but fifth year, he, he yeah. wasn't the starter Correct. right away, right? Commanders will have a new quarterback. Sam Lions, Howell. second year of Jared Goff. Goff yep. Packers, new quarterback. Bears, uh, year three with Fields. Yeah. Bucks, new quarterback. Panthers, new quarterback. Saints, new quarterback. Falcons, new quarterback. 
49ers. Mm. We have no idea. Seahawks. <laughs> year <laughs> two. Year two, of Gino. year two, Gino. Rams. Year three, Stafford. Yeah. Cardinals, new quarterback. Because you know, unless yeah. Kyler comes Kyler back comes, mid-season. Yeah. Have y'all seen the videos of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback stalling? Yes. <laughs> Look, have they completed a pass yet? <laughs> we've seen, we've oh seen my two goodness. or three clips of them missing I'm passes. I'm serious. Yes, just over it in air mails. But this is like, we call them ROAs, right? Routes on air. All right? Hey, hey routes on air. They're doing routes on air. Basically, there's nobody out there guarding them. And so they they're just playing a catch? It's basically. just playing catch. <laughs> and I've seen way too many. There was a point where... I've uh, like I've been in a row, I think, that where one guy tweeted out. Coaches Friday. would say, you know what? Let's stop. The ball doesn't touch the ground. Here we go. Let's go, for, let's go fellas. Ball yeah. doesn't touch the ground. That That's where some teams, that's the level of competition that you have within a group between quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs. Hey, fellas, we're running at the end of practice every time the ball touched the ground. Whether it was, in, it was incompletions, it was fumbles, interceptions. That's the level of competition that Tom Brady probably brought to Tampa. And you go from Brady to Baker Mayfield, Kyle <laughs> Trask, and I don't even know who the third quarterback was. Is it still Mike, our, uh, Blaine Gabbert? Is he still there or he went somewhere? I don't even remember. So I get caught up in the next couple of days. I when think I, Blaine Gabbert went to Kansas City. Is he Kansas City? City? Where do you, I don't know where he's at. He's somewhere. We'll find him. But that's a lot that's been going on, yeah, too. he's on Kansas City now. <sighs> it's a lot. Speaking of Kansas City, is that the best option for DeAndre Hopkins, for D-Hop? Is that the best place, or is it Buffalo? DeAndre Hopkins is going to have a decision to make, and I'm looking forward to seeing where he decides to go. He is like that last story that's kind of lingering, that's going to go all summer. I mean, he can pick a spot tomorrow. How long does this last? Because immediately DeAndre Hopkins enters your wide receiving room, I'm not going to say that that team is a Super Bowl, you know, favorite, but it does up your chances of getting to a Super Bowl with that type of talent. Oh, man, it's him. It's going to be Dalvin Cook. What's going on with him? I think those are going to oh, be the two, Dalvin. the two big guys here. But uh, Aaron, Aaron Wilson in Houston, who yes. covers the team, is saying that strong possibility is his quote, Hopkins to the Browns. Mm. Little little reunion with... Deshaun Watson might be coming. That also changes that team because we've, as we've talked about here, TJ, nobody's talking about the Browns. Right Nobody now. talking about yeah. them. Yeah, people talk about that. They could be uh, fourth in the division, but we do know one place Deshaun Watson, or not Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins won't be. That's in New England. No, what? He will not oh. be reuniting with Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator, oh. former coach of the Texans. Oh. We know that. I don't think Christian we. I don't heart. think we do know that. Christian is hard of hearts knows this. Come on, man. You know Bill this, bro. O'Brien not... traded away business. DeAndre Hopkins. It ain't personal. It's strictly business. And he traded what? away money, DeAndre. Money talks. If the Pats offer fifteen million, are they going to chance to make it nineteen? <laughs> Guess who's coming? Bill Belichick offering that money after Bill he Belichick just... has proven that he will take a chance on wide receivers who might oh. be disgruntled other places. Yep. Ju- he already gave the money to Juju, Juju Smith Schuster. So what? So you go find more money? They go give it to DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> and he goes back with Bill O'Brien. I don't know, man. It's just the way that there's things always money ended. in the banana stand. <laughs> The, the way crash. that things ended in in Houston, it's just how, how long ago was that? 
Water under the bridge. I was long he, enough he ago. He's saying this, but he don't, <laughs> he believe, don't believe this. He don't believe it. Water under he the bridge. So that, think about your boss who like did you dirty at one point, mm-hmm. and then you get told that you're gonna go. Would you go back and reunite with mm-hmm. that person? Are they showing me the money? <laughs> no, I, no, but you can yeah. make the same money. You can make the same money anywhere else. Would you go back to this place with that person there? You wouldn't. Mm. And they built Belichick though. Mm. All right. See. Again, he don't believe. Bill O'Brien's not running the team. He's running the offense. Run this town. <laughs> you saw you saw the Wired clip, the NFL films. Oh, yeah, of, man. I, I saw that that mic'd up clip. Come on, I now. just I just don't see. I just think that it, not enough time I just has passed. To so no DeAndre <laughs> in New England. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen show coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> 